Whether you're a guy in a cape. You need to get a little more soul on this. Aretha Franklin just died. I'm a rogue who's sneaky. Join Ooh, Chris that, and Roger as we. That, that, that touched my soul a little. I feel a tingle in my, in my, in my, in my nether regions. In your loins. Uh, yeah. Entertain the geeky. So, Chris. Roger, what's going on? Man, not much. Um, I, I don't know if, if if Aretha Franklin, I I don't want to say deserves a moment of silence because obviously she, she does. But I don't know if she fits our criteria of, of nerd a moment of silence, but it is sad that she, she has passed. We'll give her one. All right. So we gave her one. No, I, I have a very interesting thing about this. So Aretha Franklin died. Yep. And this is the same thing that happens whenever any actress or musician dies. Uh, radio, TV, whatever, just constantly blast us with their product. They do. Like, like Aretha Franklin, she was such a she was such a mesmerizing character. She did all these amazing things. She listened to her music. Well, motherfucker, play that shit when she was alive. I agree. Like, like, like well, it, it's that whole you don't know what you got till it's gone. But it's not that it's gone. It's like, oh, she died. Here we go. Twenty four hours of Aretha Franklin. Celebrating the life put of it, though. Yeah, That's but, nice. but, but put it in rotation. Like, don't just act like just because they're dead all of a sudden they left a mark in the world. That mark was there. And this argument's with Carrie Fisher or any any of the, the legends that we've lost lately. Like, when like my fear is when Stan Lee dies, it's going to be so overblown that I'm going to be like, fuck you guys. I loved that man before he died. That, that's one of those really tough things because, yeah, Stan Lee is celebrated hardcore now. Right. Um, and, yeah, when that guy goes, whew. And it's, I hate to say this, it's not long off. I mean, he's 94 years old. 94 years old. His health is deteriorating. It happens. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see in the next, in the coming years, how we will remember Stanley. Because keep in mind, how we reviewed Stanley 10 years ago to how we view him now has completely changed. Yeah. I mean, there's more things. Like, like we, I hate to use this word that these young fucking kids use now, but we've become woke on how things happened back then. Stanley is Stanley. And now it's it's when you when you give creative control, creative content to Stanley, you have to throw in Jack Kirby. You do you have to throw in Steve Ditko. Whereas 10, 15 years ago it was Nobody knew who they fucking were. Stan Lee. Yeah. Which good on us. Good on good on us for realizing that it was more than just one man creating these things. Uh, well yeah, it's just not recognizing giants right. that were beside that person. Giants. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. we can't say that there's not enough emphasis that can be put on that. Giants, right? They shaped everything. They did. Um, them not getting their their basically what they deserve out of the gate. That's tough. Well, it's not just it's it's not like Stanley did it. I mean, it's not. It, it wasn't his fault. No, it's just the way that it was the way that it was the market. The, yeah, Stanley was the face. He um, was the Queen of England. Yeah, I, we've had this conversation. Yeah, before. We have. But like, well, look at the Joel Schuster and 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 the other guy that created. See, I can't think of the other guy's name who created Superman. They didn't get credit until the movie came out. Like they were broke, broke, Del- like delivering like, pizza. Deli- and shit. No, one of them was de- delivered a package to DC, and the CEO gave him twenty bucks to go buy a coke because yeah. he couldn't afford a coke. That's fucking insane. And they did not get the recognition until they saw the movie, and it was created by these guys. Yeah, these guys did that. Right. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, I mean, you know my feelings on Superman. The fact of the matter is he shaped everything for us. Speaking of which, hold on. Can we have a conversation? Shoot. All right. Uh, who was it? Uh, Steve Galambos and uh, his girlfriend and Peter Chu and Craig, Craig Stanley's the one that started this. Started the that conversation. Post? Yeah. Who would win in the fight? Superman, Superman or Wolverine? Superman. Wolverine. I disagree. Why? Um, Superman has all the power that Wolverine does not have. He would fucking evaporate him. No. Superman's the man of steel. Wolverine cuts through steel. He wouldn't. It, you you might. Hey, he could make him bleed. I'm yeah, not denying. No, here's him. so yeah. That's the question: is do the claws cut Superman? Which version of Wolverine? Uh, that's the better question. Adamantium. It's claws. adamantium. Of course. I so there was a T Rex in the uh, Justice League cartoon in the 90s mm-hmm. that made Superman bleed, and it was a big deal. Right. Okay. Lex Luthor's like it actually made him bleed, and that's how he cloned him. Right. And um, Doomsday. Doomsday. Who, smacked the shit out. And of he him. wasn't. He wasn't made of kryptonite. So that argument of well, you got to have Krypton to kill Superman is gone. Yeah, no, you have to be strong as fuck. Yeah, you just got to. And I, I, I don't think Wolverine necessarily possesses the strength. Like, could he? Could but, he beat Superman to a point of submission? No. No, no. But the thing is, is if the claws cut, if the claws cut, he could do some serious Wolverine damage. Wolverine wins. But would he get close? Yes. No. Yes. 
You're talking about the guy that can fly, shoot lasers. Yeah, you're fine. No, yeah, I disagree. Look, here's the thing that Superman doesn't have that Wolverine does. Berserker rage. No, the thing that Superman doesn't have, or that he does have that Wolverine does not, is Superman is way too moral to kill Wolverine. Wolverine yeah. is not. Okay. If so, you're if you're that threat, Wolverine would try to kill you. So if it came down to a death match and it's not like an evil Superman, no, man. No, uh, Wolverine wins all the time. He's not going to win. It's The fight's going to get postponed. Basically, Superman would round him up and put him somewhere else. No, I don't think so. I think what will happen is Superman... He could fly that motherfucker look, into space. Look, if fucking Iron Bat beat the shit out of Superman... Iron Bat used kryptonite particles. Fine. We're not saying that we're so. And this is one of the interesting things about Wolverine. Like he's stronger than most people, right? Because, because of his regeneration, right? Um, with, with that, you get enhanced strength and all this stuff. So, and he's five foot four and weighs two hundred and twenty. I'm not pounds. saying Wolverine is stronger than Superman. That's not the comment. No, no, no. I, I know, but as far as damage output goes, because yeah, okay, if some weak ass dude went and had an adamantium knife and tried to stab Superman, might not do anything. Um, it, hold on, no, no, because we're, the assumption is adamantium would cut him, right? Uh, it, 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 Do we it, agree on that? If it's sharp enough, I think it would. So we agree that adamantium would cut but Superman. But it would have to be sharp. Okay, well, Wolverine's claws are sharp. If if he has enough power behind it to pierce the skin, he uh, could do much, damage, but on. there's there's it's not like Superman's going to sit there and try to get into a punching match. Wait, no, no, well, no, he would because that's what Superman does. Sometimes. No, no, all the time. Every time Superman's like, oh, I use my laser beams, oh, I burst a wind, oh, I freeze him. No matter what, at the end, it ends up into a punching fight. That's that's poor writing. Well, that's because Superman. Because when, when he takes Batman's vehicle out in Batman v Superman, it's like, laser beam, ha, ah, fuck you. Then they get into a fist fight. That's because Superman's trying not to fight him. And even in the big bad guys in Man of Steel. Man of Steel. It, it, or it, Justice it, League. Ju- it's just one big fucking fist fight. No, that's so stupid. Okay. That's so, so stupid. So that's, we know Superman may have the powers, but he just, he's like, you know what? He's a guy that wants to hug. I'll, I'll punch it out with you. Right. May, maybe you're right there. No, Wolverine wins if the, if adamantium cuts the skin, if adamantium can cut Superman. And Superman's dumb enough to make that fight. Then Wolverine wins because at that point it's just Wolverine always because yeah, Superman if, if, if he fights Wolverine's fight and adamantium cuts him he's fucked. yeah because Superman is still a man like like you you pierce his lungs he can't breathe you you pierce his heart he dies yeah and the claws pierce skin cut through you cut boom. his head off yeah yeah well, and where Wolverine is yeah Wolverine will get blasted with the eye thing but guess what he might live he he's gonna live Mo- most times yes. We have seen Wolverine get his skin completely burnt off and we, he rejuvenated. We, we've seen him get his skeleton completely ripped out. Yeah. And live. Yeah. 90s yeah. X-Men shit. Shit, Magneto fucked him up. Bad. So That I, actually almost did kill him, by so, the way. So I've changed your mind. No, not entirely. Um, I stand by... If, if Wolverine fights Superman's fight, yeah, he's not going to win it. Oh, that's what Superman's good. Superman, Superman does not have a strategy other than... I mean, if Superman than, fights Wolverine's Yeah, Superman's fight. strategy is... Look at my powers. Oh, you're still here. Let's let, let, let's go. Yeah. And that that would be a mistake on his part because he could win the fight otherwise. Right. Now, we're not talking like, like because it was Dr. Manhattan versus Superman. Dr. Manhattan all day, every day. Dr. Manhattan has something that Superman doesn't and yeah. is truly objective. Yeah. Yeah. Superman is emotional. So if you don't need to exist, you don't exist. Right. Right. Uh, Superman doesn't. Ha- oh, no. You should exist still. Dr. Manhattan is living. what Superman should be. In an ideal world, yes. The thing that makes Superman relatable is he gets is, on some moral is, high ground. Is he's he's human? No, because he's not. No, 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 no. When I say he's human, I mean he's compassionate. The compassion, he's what we should be. The compassion is what makes him good. But we've lost. Like, like, I think I think that's what we've lost. God, are we really going to talk about Superman now? For a minute. Fuck. God, I, you know how I feel about this fucker. Uh, that's what makes Superman good. Is and I think that's what we've lost. His character. Yes. Um, he's Captain America with all of the power in the world. Well, he's even... I'm going to say this. He's better than Captain America. Because Captain America... Depends on the writer. Well, yeah. No. Okay. Definitely. This. We're looking... Here we go. Grant... Uh, All-Star Superman. Okay. Dying of cancer. Yeah. One of the best Superman runs. Ever? Ever. Yeah. Because it wasn't about Brainiac or Lex Luthor or Doomsday. It was, here's a man coming to grips with his own mortality who's Superman. And he did it in such a graceful way. When was that written, by the way? Uh, early 2000s. So that was a total ripoff of the death of Captain Marvel. Oh, definitely. 
That's hysterical. Definitely, definitely. Except it wasn't like Captain Marvel, you know, we had years of Captain Marvel dying. With cancer, though. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's yeah. gone, by yeah. the way. He yeah. didn't come back. No retcon there. Yeah. He's not going to. Don't say that, because remember the poster boy for Marvel was Colossus will always stay dead. Colossus ain't dead no more. That's fair. That's fair, but he's been dead since the 70s. And? He ain't coming back. So? What's your point? He can always come back. He could. Yeah. Look. No if, they, if there, Okay. That was... I've had a conversation with Joe Perez a couple of times. Uh, Joe Perez is a longtime comic book reader for you listeners. He's a... We've talked about Joe on the show. Yeah, we have, but we've got new people. Um, he has been buying from the shop that we worked at for all of our lives. Uh, basically. Not all my life. Basically. He's been buying there for fucking 25 years. Yeah, but I'm... You're 34. Yeah, I'm old. But that's, I think I'm almost as old as Joe. That's most of your life. Joe is... I think he's in his 50s. I thought he was like, in his 40s. Late 40s, early mm-hmm. 50s, somewhere like that. He, Joe, he's seasoned. Like a well steak. And he's a fucking boss. And he has made the point several times. He's like, Captain Marvel was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. He's like, and the fact that they've left him dead is awesome. He's like, it makes cancer mean something, and it makes a death mean something, and that's what we miss in comic books. Well, except, here's my only argument to that is, the only way you know Captain Marvel is dead from cancer is, one, you do your research, because the death, uh, the character's been replaced. Yeah. In fact, we're not getting the Captain... Yeah, we're not getting the Captain Marvel movie that we should be getting. We're getting Brie Larson Captain Marvel, which I'm fine with. Yeah, Carol's Captain Marvel, and she's been for a long time. Right, but we're not getting the Captain Marvel. No. And the Cree right, badass, yeah, right. Um, well, so that death, while it's sh- while it says it means something, look at Gwen Stacy's death. Gwen Stacy doesn't really mean anything currently in Spider Man until the writers bring it up in a, a stupid bullshit arc where oh god, she slept with Norman Osborn, right? Because that was a thing. It was. It that, was bad. That was fucking. That was a thing. She fucking had Norman Osborn's babies. Yeah. It it it. Fuck! I forgot about that. Well, now then, it brought well, it all then they, up. Then they bring her back again as Spider-Gwen. Yeah, but that's in a shattered it's, universe it's a different type thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, but that death, that death doesn't mean anything. And it didn't mean anything for a long time. It was a shock for like the next five years. It was a it, big ordeal. That was huge in shaping Spider-Man, though. Right. But to say that it still means something is, is kind of flawed. Because you know what means more to Spider-Man now than the death of Gwen Stacy? Mary Jane. Right. 100%. And, oh, oh, are they married? Are they not married? Are, it, here's the problem with Spider-Man. Is, Too much timeline jumping. Oh my God, fuck yeah. Stop. Too much timeline jumping. Stop. It, well, the thing that I think everybody was scared of is to have the teenager that everybody fell in love with turn into a grown-up. But the fact of the matter is, guys, it's a 50-year fucking run. Well, and here's the thing. We still have, especially now with the way they've done it, leave Peter Parker in his 30s. The way that it's been written since, honestly, Peter Parker's been 30 for most of our lives. Uh, he Okay. He was 28 four years ago. They, okay. 28, 29, okay. almost 30, basically. Mar- he, married he, man age. Right. He's been an adult for most of our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, we now have Miles Morales. To be our teenager. To be our teenager. So give us our Spider-Man. Let Miles Morales be that teenage Spider-Man. Give us a cohesive fucking timeline for Peter Parker, and let's go. Well, that's what sucks, too. So, okay, think about this. Civil War... Spider-Man's Spider-Man's aging changed there too because he's like well I've been Spider-Man since I was 16 he's in his mid-20s and then a couple of years later he's he's fucking five years older and you're like that makes no sense you're like what yeah Um, yeah fuck off it's bizarre fuck off give us give a real overarching timeline fucking make Peter Parker Peter Parker let him be let that character that we've been in love with develop keep developing yeah. keep going quit jumping back and forth to time quit quit bringing back harry every 10 years to be his best friend and going back to high school and then he gra- fuck all that we have miles morales now he's our kid he is our kid spider-man and i love him he's a fucking great character let him be that kid spider-man let spider-man be spider-man let peter parker be the older peter parker let him be the seasoned hero the one that's got the baggage still trying to fucking keep the lights on that's that that what you just said is so relatable for so many people and that's how you keep people that are in their fucking 20s 30s 40s reading these reading comics. that comic because fuck we've all been there where it's like how the fuck am i gonna pay rent this month right that's and, and that's what peter parker the reason spider-man works the reason peter parker works 
is he is supposed to be the everyman who happens to be a superhero. Yeah. You know, the, one of the best issues ever was where the fucking building dropped on him when he was trying to give Aunt May his fucking medicine. You know, that's that's what makes Peter Parker good. That's what makes Spider-Man a good character. It's not Venom. It's not Carnage. It's not it's not Doc Ock. It's fuck it's, it's me. The, it's the content of the character. Yeah, it's fuck yeah. me. I gotta go save this kid out of this goddamn burning building, and I'm gonna be late for my date. Or, Motherfucker. Or I might not make it to work on time, and I'm gonna get my ass chewed. And I'm gonna get boss. fired. Yeah. And now I can't pay rent, and I'm back living with that one fucking student with the fucking rat daughter. That's that's a fair point. That's actually kind of funny. But yeah. They need not, that's to, not kind of funny. That's comic gold. That they need to let him grow up. Let our characters let let our characters be relatable. You're, let you're him living, progress. Well, and the thing is, this you're in the seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties. The kids kids would read comics. They'd grow out of it, and they'd stop reading comics. So you had to keep the the the, the, the characters around the same age to keep the new readers coming and going. Like Peter Parker needed to stay in high school. To get the new readers hooked, they they could also. Here's the thing: they don't have to age like us. No, they don't. And they could, they, they it don't. Could take, it could take it could take ten years for every well, three of ours or whatever. Especially when you look at the fact that twelve issues could be a week. Yeah. Okay. That could be a day even, depending right. on the read. Yeah. Right. So twelve, like like a, a year in our time, could be a day or a week in a comic book time. I'm fine with that. My issue is what I was saying was that it used to be you would have rotating readers. Young kids would jump on, older kids would jump off. So you kept them around the same age. But now it's it's and the, the 80s, seasoned readers right, that keep it. The yeah. 80s changed. The 80s changed. Now you have people reading comics well into their 30s, 40s, 50s, passing these stories on to their kids and grandkids now. Um, and the only way to uh, the way to keep these people, the way to keep you and I engaged, because we had this conversation before we recorded that you and I aren't reading right now. No, we're not. And it's because we're not engaged in comics. Well, it, it's hard to. Yeah, it, it, the... the 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 continuity is so screwed. The I don't I don't want to go. Okay, how many how many different series have you got into over the course of your life? Oh Jesus, it's a shit ton. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to go invest in a new series now and then have it retconned in a week. Right, and I think the issue, uh, like, well, there's always been spot. Like uh, to me, we've had this conversation before, 150 different times. Straczynski's run on Spider Man is the is the best run until you get to Superior Spider Man. Superior Spider Man is my shit. Um, the, the, I think and Superior Spider-Man did a really good job of retconning. It also had overarching consequences that, that affect Peter Parker today. Yeah, guess what? Mary Jane Peter Parker. Not Mary. Yeah, it, it affects him today, and that's awesome. That's good. And Peter Parker needs to move on over Mary Jane. This redheaded hoe. This bitch. This bitch. Keep putting his heart through the ringer. It's time to move on. C.S. Lewis has a quote about that. What's that? Um, it, it's some quote about love. I'm not going to sap it up right now. Uh, but it's it's basically something along the lines of... Uh, you have to put yourself out there so that you can get hurt. And if you ever love somebody, you will surely have your heart put through the yeah, ringer. But here's the thing. Mary Peter Parker doesn't learn. But here's the thing. Mary Jane has been the longest fucking rebound fuck in history. Slash, oh, yeah. Slash wife, slash no, 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 children. No, no, no. She is the longest rebound. Because in a comic book, The Death of His Love, Gwen Stacy, he rebounds Mary Jane. There was no in-between. There was no, let me just get my rocks off and, and, and da, da 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 like normal human beings do. Because when you break up with your love or they die, you have the rebound, or two or three rebounds, and then you get in a serious relationship. Peter Parker went, oh no, my you blonde could, died. You could be the serial relationship person, though, which Peter Parker no, appears no, to be. No, she's the longest rebound. He needs, he needs to go, you know that little midget that Doc got hooked up with? That's she was fine. Girl. Yeah, she was fine. Peter, she's still working for you. She knew that you were Doc Ock. She still likes you. Go there. She doesn't, she doesn't like Peter the same way that she liked Octo. Well, no, but you know what? Sometimes things just happen. I'm just saying a late night, a couple shots of whiskey, you know? Peter, get... Marvel, if you're listening, if you're listening, you've done a very good job of keeping Mary Jane out of the movies, and I kind of hate you for it, because I want I, I want to see that, that, that... Imagine Tom Holland and Mary Jane. Like, Tom Holland's Peter Parker with Mary Jane would be an amazing screen, screen time. But now I'm going to talk to you Marvel comic book people. Oh, I think they're afraid to do that, though. Fuck them. Because it was done with uh, Rami Spider-Man. I don't give a shit. No, that's, if you're going to reboot it, it, reboot it. Go the full nine. Guess what? This isn't Rami Spider-Man. We had that. Well, and I think they're they're trying to treat it like it's not that and like it's right. not Garfield Spider-Man. You know what, though? You know what? Uh, Mary Jane is a big part of Peter Parker's life. So she is Gwen Stacy. There's no So is Captain Stacy. So is all these characters. And if you're going to if you're gonna sit there and say, we brought Spider-Man home, bring him home and do it right. Homecoming was a damn good movie. You know what? Fucking move on. It wasn't perfect. It was not perfect. There was things missing. It was fucking... 
it was Avengers 3.5 or whatever the fuck it was. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let's bring these characters that we love into these movies. I want to see Mary Jane. I want to see Harry. I want to see, if you're truly saying you're about Spider-Man Home, retell those stories. I'm fine with it. Because you're going to do a hell of a lot better job than was done. And you're getting a much bigger audience because guess what, Marvel? You just have a license to print money right now. Disney, you have a license to print money. Tell these stories. If anyone's going to tell the Clone Saga appropriately, it's going to be you. And if you do tell the Clone Saga, I better see fucking Tom Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and... Tobey Maguire. All in the same goddamn movie. It would be great if they did cameos. Yeah, as Peter Parker. They don't even have to be Peter no, Parker. No, because of the clones. Fuck it, I'm in. Let's go. Oh my god. Right? Um, <laughs> well, the issue that you run into, they don't look enough like him. No, it's in, fine. The, in the clone saga... They're fucked up clones. You can't tell. Right, they're fucked up clones. They're okay. fucked up clones. They're, they're, they're... So one of them's Kane, is what you're saying. Yeah. The one that gets discarded. Right. None of them could be Kane. None of them is six foot four. That's fine. Fucking Hugh Jackman's a big guy and he played Wolverine. Get, get Hugh Jackman to play Kane? Fuck it. Get fuck, a 50 year old man to do fuck it. Fuck, I don't care. Get Patrick Stewart to play Kane. You do the clone saga. Fuck it. Do it. Help tell. Marvel. I, it, Disney. It, it, I challenge you to take the worst storyline that Spider Man ever had and turn it into a movie. A good one. No, 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 because you've known that I'm, I, I say Marvel movies aren't good. But turn it into a movie, I want to know how much money they'll make. Because at that moment, I will tell you then, the storyline doesn't matter. Disney has a right to print money. Oh, you just want to be right. Oh, uh, yeah. That's all, That's all it is. Um, That's all it is. Okay, we're going to we're gonna switch topics here. The fuck we Change are. Change gears. No. You want to talk about Pathfinder 2. Yeah. Yes, you do. So, it's good. What's going on? Well, so they released the playtest. Now, you can't... I, 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 I love this conversation with saying it's good um, in the sense of it's good, but we don't know what the final product's going to be because it is the playtest. Um, you can download the playtest for free. You can get the entire book for free on, on, on Pazio, Pazio. Yeah, Pazio. Uh, Pazio's website. You can get a hardcover copy. You can go buy a softcover copy if you want. Yeah, 20, 25 bucks or something for a softcover yeah. copy. Not bad. Um, I, did, I won't buy... I won't buy... A playtest book. Because it's not the final product. It's stupid. Yeah, it's, it's not the final product. We don't know what the changes are going to be that they're actually going to make. But the 5th f- edition's got some competition coming around the corner. Well, yeah. that, that was the point, though. So one of the things that has to be talked about in the D&D space is how something translates to other medias. Yeah. Um, or other mediums. So you have podcasts, streaming, and all that. And Pathfinder doesn't do well with them. Path, the original Pathfinder. No, the, well, the original Pathfinder is running on a system that was made in the 90s. It's... Or 2000. And, and that's not me knocking it. A bunch no. of people love it. It just doesn't It doesn't go well with that. Well, and now they're like, okay, well, so, this is the future, so well, let's we have back to up. do this. Let's back up. Um, let, let's, let's, you and I haven't done this in a minute. Let's actually talk about the formation of Pathfinder. When D&D 3.5 came out, they Pazio Publishing was the one doing Dragon Magazine. And, yeah, whatever. Was doing Dragon and Dungeon magazines. That was their that was their thing. They had a license with with Watsy to do to release, the, and that's how they were making money. Yeah. So they were releasing adventures, supplements, doing all of that through Dungeons and Dragon magazine, respectively. When Fourth Edition came out, Watsy decided to go away from print from Dungeons and Dragon to do to do the media, to do their own little app thing. Thus ending the contract with Pazo Pazio whatever fucking Pizo, Pizo Publishing. Paizo then saw that the OGL was there. Their revenue was cut. There was no way that they were going to make money. So they decided to release yeah, it, 3.75. It's, it's die or Right. Adapt. So, so they released 3.75. They released an addition, uh, a supplement, a new game based on 3rd edition. A very successful, revolutionary game. As much as, as, much as I hate to give it credit, 3rd edition D&D is saved. relevant. It's relevant. It yeah. saved the role-playing market. It did. It created a huge boom. I mean, we had a bust, but it created a huge boom. And, and Pathfinder came out right at the time 4th Edition was coming out. So a lot of players, and this is what this is where the split came, is you were either a D&D fan or you were a 3rd Edition fan. And WotC did 4th Edition. They did they did pretty well 4th Edition. It was it was successful in its own right. It made money. It made money. But, but Pathfinder just boomed. And Pathfinder was outselling D&D for years to come until 5th Edition. Fifth edition hits. Now Pathfinder, Pathfinder being a game now, it's an old game at this point. Pathfinder almost ten years almost old. ten years old has not seen a lot of revisions to the rules. It's still basically three point seven five. It's got enough supplementation to where the game's broken. Right, and it's it, it's it, it is a bloated game at this point. So so 
so they've decided to streamline and, and redo a lot of things and basically release Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Now, on this show, I have stated my hatred for D20. My hatred for 3rd Edition. My hatred for Pathfinder. While reading the playtest book, because I've read, I've read a big chunk of it, uh, I haven't played it yet, two things strike me. One, it's very fucking complex. And there's a lot of meat to this fucking game. Everything is covered. There's it is so rules heavy. Typical of Pathfinder. Except unlike third edition to where it's rules heavy and contradictory, it's rules heavy and it makes sense. You have it, it the way the book is laid out, once you read it and comprehend what like once you realize what's going on, everything makes perfect sense. Point in case, mounted combat. How does mounted combat work in fifth edition? Do you know? No clue. No one knows. It's there. There's Three things you can do, but no one knows where the fuck it goes. You can run in, dodge, or dash. That's what you do on Mount of Combat, but no one knows it's a skill check. Where does it go? Is it your action that makes your makes your mount do this? Pathfinder, here's what you can do. Here's where it goes. Here's how it works. Well written, well thought out, good to go. The reason I say D&D's in trouble is, while 5th edition is a very good way to get into the role-playing game, for experienced gamers, there's a lot lacking. A lot of rules, a lot of 5th edition rules are le- left up to the DM. They are. Pathfinder, 2nd edition, like just on the playtest book. Again, this is all in the playtest. Gets rid of that. You have clear, concise rulings. Well, and there, there's going to be, we're going to see a division of players again. Um, We will, because here's the thing. There are people that like the rule-heavy games. Yes. There are people that like the open-ended games. Yes. So, is it going to kill 5th edition? Doubtful. It's in trouble. Is it going to be competition? It's going to be big, it's healthy gonna, it's, competition. It's going to be good competition. Because, well, here's the thing about 5th edition that no one's talking about. 5th edition sales are down. Watsy overall sales are down. Um, What's well, 5th edition? Five? Or it's three and a half years old now? Yeah, but the not, when I say sales are down, when they're, the, the new material, the lack of, but the new material they're releasing, those sales are down. There, there are outside factors that are playing into this as well. When you have books that are supposed to come out that, oh, all of them were damaged in shipping. Well, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? We've had this. We, again, Watsy, get your shit together. Because, well, that's one of those things. That's going to take sales down. And it's not going to take sales down for just that book. No. It's it, going to take it down for the next three. And, and, and tarnishes the brand. So, it does. So, so, Watsy, so Dungeons and Dragons sales are down. Pathfinder already has... A Path, play group. I was going to say Pathfinder sales aren't super high right now. No, but they have they have a devoted play group, and a lot of people know that second edition is coming. So much like when we found out three point five was coming, you stop buying third edition books, and you're waiting for the new edition to come out. So this is something that I want to comment on because I find this very funny. A lot of people are still. This happens with every edition of D anD D too. There are people that don't want to invest in the new one, right? And there are going to be those people that are like Pathfinder yeah. ones, good for me, right? But I know it. I trust it. But yeah, there's a bunch of people that are going to jump on this new one. Yeah, it's and as a guy, again, I've always said this. I I hate I hate D twenty. This edition of Pathfinder is really good. I can't wait to see the final product. I want to know what stuck, what didn't stick. I it's fucking really good. And as someone who you do like Star Realms though, I love Star Realms. And but Star Realms is no nowhere near as crunchy as this. No, it's it's not supposed to be. Like this is super crunchy. That's interesting. Um, yeah, this is a super crunchy game. But as I've been, pl- I've been playing a lot of fifth edition. I run fifth edition every Thursday. Like a lot of fifth edition, I've been playing. There are issues. I'm starting to. There are chinks in the armor. A fifth edition that I am starting to notice that I didn't notice three years ago. Three years ago are are the little times that we played it because overall fifth edition is an amazing system. It's great. It's fun. But there's a lot of le- there's a lot of depth that's not there. Pathfinder, Pathfinder fixes that. Um, what's going to be interesting to see is how successful Pathfinder is and how everyone, like, I can't wait to see if everyone praises it because there's a lot they took from 4th edition into this new Pathfinder game. There's a 4th edition aspect there. Yeah. There's a 3-5 aspect. Yeah. They had to borrow some of 5. Uh-huh. There's, there's a lot that they had to put into this game. What Some of the stuff that I've heard, because I've heard good and bad, okay, I've heard praise and people knocking oh, it. there's some issues but it's a the issue the, it's a play it, test so it doesn't right matter. so the issue is i can't I, I don't want to talk about the negative because it's play test i don't know if they're gonna fix them but there's people that just love what pathfinder has been right and if it's not the same 
they're just going to, oh, fuck this. Well, it's the same issue every time a new edition of D&D comes out. Oh, yeah. I mean, when 3rd edition came out, there were people freaking out because Thacko was gone. What do you mean you add instead of subtract? This doesn't make sense to me. It works, by the way, guys. Yeah, no, I, I mean, roll and add works a hell of a lot better than what the fuck came before it. But yeah, no, I, 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 I admit when I'm wrong, Pathfinder still sucks. Pathfinder 2nd Edition is really good. Seems legit. On the read. I haven't played it, yeah. but on the read-through. It, so far, it seems legit. Well, and you came in... When you walked in here today, I was you were like, what are you doing? I'm like, fucking watching Pathfinder videos. Yeah, Pathfinder 2 videos, I'm yeah. fucking getting everything geared up on it because it, it, it intrigued me enough to fucking download the PDF and start reading it. That's interesting. The way they do hit points. Hit points is no longer done by class, it's done by race. That's how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it does because a human isn't going to have the same hit points as an orc. Even though they're the same class? Right. It, it, class should affect oh, it slightly. Oh, and fuck, how they do ability scores is amazing. So I've heard that they do it as more of a tree system like you'd see in a video game. Yeah. And it's more effective. Yes. Um. So instead of, like, you can still roll. Like, that's still an option, but fuck, every game's got that. Put that to the side for a second. The way it works in this game is you have tents. Like, you start with tens and everything. Your race and your class determine where the boost go. So, like, you'll get here, 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 and here, and then you'll get some free choices. So, it's just, ah. It gives some good customization. Right. Uh, and it, that's, it creates a meta, too. Well, and that's the issue I'm running I'm running into with 5th edition is, 5th edition, again, as much as we praise it. Everything's some, the same. Yeah. I make a wizard. Guess what? It's I, a I fucking died. wizard. I make a fucking another wizard. Whereas, looking at Pathfinder 2nd edition, it's. Your wizards can be different. A hell of a lot different. And no, there's so many different things you can do. That's something that they've done right. It, it, the thing that scares me about it, and this is what happens in video games, is you get that metagaming thing, and I don't want that in a role-playing game. But that metagaming is in every role-playing game. Those, those people are called rules lawyers. And they're dicks. They're, they're Pathfinder players, by the way. No, they're... they're, they're do they ev- exist in 5e? They, they exist in every fucking role-playing game okay. ever made. Okay. Even Vampire the Masquerade had rules, play, rules lawyers. Did they really? Yeah. It was the one guy in the trench coat. Notice how they all wore trench coats and yeah. vampire. No, it, yeah, every fucking role playing game. It's 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 the player type. It's I'm a rules lawyer, and the, like if you read Knights of the Dinner Table, that is Brian. Brian is the rules lawyer. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no Pathfinder. It fifth edition's in trouble. Uh, fifth edition has been in trouble for a little bit. I, you and I were talking earlier about well, they need to get ready for sixth edition. I don't think we're there yet. I didn't say we were there. I said this is something that can help to push 6th edition. I don't want 6th edition. I want 5th edition. I like 5th edition. You what just I want, want it better? I want more product. I'm not... We're three years into this game now. I don't have a second player's handbook. I don't have a monster's manual, too. Do you want a second player's handbook? Yes. Really? Yeah, there's options. There are player options that need to come out. Like, like, like the whole point of... like Everyone's like, oh, you don't need a player's handbook, too, because da 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 the whole point of having a player's handbook too is to give more options to your characters. I, so this is this is what I think they should do if they do a player's handbook too. If they do a player's handbook too, I don't think it needs to be all new content. I think it needs to be a, the original player's handbook plus new content. I'm fine. Whatever. Are well, all the, new content? I don't care. Well, I want it to be that so that somebody that's just getting in could be like, oh, I'm getting the second edition of the player's handbook. It's got everything. Well, then why would I fucking buy player's handbook too? I that's just what I'm, that's want, what I'm why would I? Why would so I? So you have the extras? Yeah, but. Fuck, I already have that information. They could do it as a supplement, too, though. They could have just a small fucking book. Just or... do it like they've always done it. Okay. It works. It, 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 it's the same shit they've done from second edition on. And I use player handbook. There's, there, there's a bunch of stuff that that right. applies like, to. Like Armories. Yeah. yeah like, there's, so much, there's so much wealth and knowledge in the D&D world. And while I love the fact that they're supporting the game with adventures, it, it, it's time to sit there and go, you know what? Let's get some shit out for the DMs. Let's get some shit out for the players, too. Because you do get some of that, though, with, like, Xanther's Guide. You, you're and... starting to. That's that's kind of a newer thing. Like That's, when, that's been the last, like, year and a half. Yeah, the, yeah, so halfway into the life of the game, because it's a three-year-old game. That's fair. That's um, fair. And Xanther's Guide is, is a lot of... Re- 95% of Xanther's Guide to everything is reprints from the supplements they put out, from the adventures. Yeah. Um... So instead of that, let's get into the meat and potatoes of D and D. Third edition, third edition did this very well. They released supplements very well. Now they saturated the market, and I get why Watsy's afraid. But you know what? It's time for us to get a book of exalted deeds. It's time for us to get a dra- a dra- 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 whatever dragonomicon. 
It is time for these for these. You want those beefier, crunchier books? Yeah, it is time. It is time for these to come out for fifth edition. We were promised when fifth edition came out that it was a game we could make as simple or as complex as we wanted it to be as gamers. Well, we've got the simplicity down pat. Where's my complexity? I guess that's fair. It's time. I think that's a fair point. So, fuck, I don't even know where to go from that one. Yeah. Watsy, get your shit together. Yeah, it's, it has to be done now. Hasbro, listen, Papa, I need you to go downstairs, tell little Watsy to get their shit together, or you're going to ground them for a week. And when that doesn't work, take away their, t- their iPad and fucking beat them. To death. Not to death. Well, not to death. Or fucking kick them out and let them survive on their own. That that could be huge. It could be huge. Before Wizards was bought by before Wizards was bought by Hasbro, they didn't have these issues. No, uh, because the, you don't have to use the Hasbro distribution channels, and you don't have uh, well, Papa Bear over your shoulder right. saying, "Hey, this is how you have to conduct and this." At the same time, though, you didn't have Papa Bear to fall back on either. No, it's a double-edged sword for no, sure. Like if Watsy if Watsy's sales are down, Hasbro's like, "It's cool, we got you. We sell toys." Well, not anymore. Toys R Us kind of went away, no, they're, so they're, they're, they're Hasbro's hurting. You know what's funny is, I was uh, so Hasbro unveiled their first line of Power Rangers toys. Yeah, and basically, every every toy that comes out now is meant to be a collector's item. Yeah, that's that. Well, the, the toys thing, aren't for kids anymore. No, the problem is um, with certain licensing, Power Rangers. It's a nostalgia licensing to an extent. So the collectors... There's a, there's a bunch of new content there that they can be pushing out, though. They could be, but they just got it back. But they need to they need to treat it in such a way that a kid can go to a store and, oh, man, my dad likes the Green Ranger. I'm going to buy the Green Ranger toy because it's eight bucks. And if, they're probably still going to do that. But well, hopefully. But when, guess, they release, when they announce the announcements, they're not announcing it for kids. No, they're not. And they're, it's, announcing they're, it they're like, you. hey, these are Marvel Legends-style figures. Right. Fuck. If you're a Power Rangers collector, you had the shitty action figures growing up. You want it's that good time. shit. You want that good shit. So I don't completely disagree with that, but it is one of those things that I think they need to cater to a broad audience. I think they will. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. I, 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 there's a YouTube guy I watch. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, mostly because I don't like giving plugs to other people. But his show is all about action figures. And Interesting. Okay. He, he will uh, take a franchise like Transformers and break down you know, the action figures and the history of the action figures and all that. And one of the one of his episodes was about the changing market we're living in now, with the closing of Toys R Us. With, with that's craziness too. With sales of toys being down, because honestly, video games are everything. Well, video like yeah, kids nowadays they have technology. It's the market has changed to where you can only produce so much. You can't produce everything. So do you do you dedicate a toy line to eight to twelve year olds, or do you go and say? This is for the 25-year-olds that can who, afford it. Who have the money yeah. and, and, and devote production to that. Whereas before it was, well, the 8 to 12-year-olds was our bread and butter. That's who we promote to. Again, much like with comics, that market's changing. It is. Kids it aren't. Is. People say kids aren't reading comics or buying toys anymore, and that's not true. Kids never bought comics or toys. Their parents bought them for them. Problem is, now parents are still, the parents are still buying the comics and toys and not buying for the kids. Because here's here's my cell phone, little Timmy. Here's my tablet, little Timmy. Here's the Xbox. Play Minecraft. See, for me, like I I I'm a toy buyer. Um, you know, we're '90s kids. We we were there when it was still toys. Yes. So I'm a toy buyer, and because of this, my kids are toy kids. Um, and it's not. I well, hold on, hold on. Well, I'm gonna, you know, here we go. Here we go. Shoot. When I come over to your house, yeah, the kids have toys. The only time I see them playing with them is when me or you are playing with the toys with them. Not always. No, I'm saying from my observation. Okay, fair enough. I come over. They're watching YouTube videos on Minecraft or whatever that they, they do a lot that of that little yeah. fucking game is. They're playing that Five Nights at Freddy. I don't understand that shit. I don't either. But your kids, while they may play with toys, are definitely not toy kids. So, my younger son is. Your younger son's how old now? He's five. Yeah, but he start. I, I he's starting. He, he's, he's, to he's starting turn. to. Um, Christopher is still a toy kid. Like hours a day, my boys will absolutely play toys. Um, I don't let my kids play video games all the time. 
Right, but if they had the option between toys or video games. Oh, generally they're going to pick the video games. Generally, yeah. Uh, um, whereas, whereas when we were growing up, like we had Nintendo, we had Sega, we had Super Nintendo. We also had toys. And given the choice between... Oh, I was picking toys. All day, every day. 100% of the time. Yeah, like I love my video game. I love playing Mario Brothers, but I'd fucking rather go outside and use my imagination. Now, I'm not saying video... This is not me saying video games are bad because they're not. I love video games. But I'm saying... What I am saying is... For the toy market to survive, it has to change. And it has to go after the people with disposable income. It has to go after the adults. Because, and I guess that's fair. Sorry, Christopher but and T are not going to keep the toy that's line. What, that's what Bandai's been doing with the Power Rangers line. Yeah. Um, because they, So you go get a legacy morpher. Okay, when I got a morpher when I was a kid, it was a, probably 15, 20 bucks. All right? A legacy morpher, which is basically they took the molds that they had when I was a kid, reprinted this morpher it's 60 fucking dollars why because it's not for the kids it's for no. the grown-ups they're they're making full-size helmets mm-hmm. one-to-one scale hel- helmets yeah uh one-to-one scale dragon daggers yeah when you have that shit like there's no way a kid can afford a hundred dollar well, helmet again kids again hold on though kids don't buy toys but kid, parents kids buy parents toys. don't buy kids hundred dollar helmets some kids parents do i would not because it would leave the box <laughs> Well, so the, there is a difference. I'm disgusting. Right. There is a difference between the, 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 the collector the collector buying this toy for the collector and, and the parent buying the toy, though it's pricey, for two reasons. Like, if I had a kid and I saw this one for one, I'd probably buy it and let them play with it. I would buy it for my nostalgia fact, but then how cool it would be to see my little kid run around in a Power Ranger helmet. I'm in 100%. Now, when I have kids, that might change. Don't fucking touch my Godzilla toys, you little bastards. It's Oh. It'll change, I promise. Oh, like, and you know what's funny? Is you end up giving away some of these toys. I've got fucking unopened Transformers and shit. And my kids are like, oh, wow, these are cool. I'm like, you know what? You can have it. And they're like, thanks. Rip. Open it up. Start playing with it. I'm like, I guess that's what it was made for. Can't be mad about it. Until um, you watch 40-Year-Old Virgin, and that's how he made all his fucking money. That's how he made his... But I don't give him everything. Like, my mom told me a long time ago. She's like, hey. She's like, it's awesome that you give your kids your stuff. She's like, but... You've got your stuff. Yeah. She's like, it's fucking yours. She's like, so you keep some of it. She's like, everybody wants to pass stuff down to their kids. That's great. But you get to keep some of it. And don't forget that. And I was like, that's a fair point. See, there's a big bag of McDonald's Happy Meal toys sitting in my mom's attic. Do you know how much those little fucking things are worth nowadays? Those little chicken McNuggets that dress up as uh, Halloween Fucking insane. Yeah. The Transformer ones. Oh my God, the Transformer ones are through the roof. And... How many of those did we throw away? Uh, we never did. So my mom, my, like, we would, you would get a McDonald's toy and have it, you play with it and you throw it away. That was tradition. My mom would dig them out of the trash and she put them away. Like, there are bags in my mom's attic of McDonald's Happy Meal toys. The conversation has come up many times to her of sell them on eBay, da da da, and she says no. I'm like, why? Those are for the grandkids because. McDonald's don't do toys like that no more. Fuck no, they don't. And it's trash now. So it, it's kind of a race to see and pop out the first kid so we can get those fucking McDonald's Happy Meal toys back. That's his <laughs> Like, and the chances are none of us are going to have kids. But if that, it happens, if it happens, we're getting those fucking McDonald's toys. Like we need them. Like yeah, they're, they're sitting in the bank. She's like, they're for the grandkids. They're not for sale. They're not. They're, they're there for when we have grandkids. That's her thing. And. Yeah, Chris, we ate McDonald's quite a bit. All of us did. It wasn't unhealthy then. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of fucking toys in there. Like I said, three or four bagfuls, big grocery bagfuls. And remember those small toys? These aren't big toys. No, they're they're not. It it doesn't. I'll tell you what, over a year, you amass a lot of McDonald's toys. Oh, yeah. And I've got got sets of the Transformer toys. Um, So we kept sets growing up of those. Like my grandma didn't throw those away um, because she kept sets of them. And we had sets of them. And she ended up using them as decorations and stuff. She's like, well, these are cute and you kids don't play with them. I'm going to take them and use them as Halloween decorations. Because those right. dress them up McNuggets, those are fucking worth a little bit of money now. Now? Yeah. And she didn't give a shit. She was like, doesn't matter. They're cutesy cute. And then when uh, when some little kids come in and want to play with them, they can play with them. But they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, Grandma. Mm-hmm. Damn. Those things are worth money now. It's weird. Uh but it's the things it's the things that nobody saved that nobody cherished that ends up being worth right. money. Fucking Beanie Babies aren't worth dick. No, because that was because a everyone thought they were going to be. 
that it was a collector's item. Yeah, you don't, you're right. You don't like, like we talk like the one for one, the, the, those big collector items. You're, you're not you're not buying them because they're gonna be worth money. I think using the word collector is a bad fucking term. You buy it for your collection, right? And I think that's the issue is is we people tend to think that well, I'm collecting something, so it's gonna be worth money one day. That is not why you should be a collector. That's not why you should no, collect no. anything. No, you, you collect for loving what you're doing. Right. It, it's that sense of accomplishment, but happiness, That being pride. said, all of those collector's runs of things do end up increasing in value um, relatively quickly. Hear me out. So any of those, uh, like, we were talking about the Power Rangers Legacy stuff, so I'll, I'll stick with that. All of that stuff has a nice little markup on it now, even if it came out two years ago because it's no longer in production. Like, you create that scarcity with it, all of a sudden, yeah, you can go pick it up for fifty, hundred bucks, and next year it's worth two hundred because they don't sell it anymore. Maybe it's, it, it happens. We're, all the time. See, so the thing is, this uh, there's so Marvel Legends figures. Another prime well, example. Hold on, there's a game, uh, a role playing game called Little Fears. Did we talk about this on the show? No, I don't think so. Uh, Little Fears is if you go to Amazon, the first edition of Little Fears. So there's two 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 editions of this role playing game. First edition Little Fears is selling for ten grand on Amazon. Jesus. I have a copy of Little Fears, the first edition role-playing game. Just because something is selling for $10,000 doesn't mean it will sell for $10,000. So the worth of, of $10,000 for that game, yeah, it is worth $10,000 on Amazon. If somebody will buy it. If someone will buy it. So I'm, I'm speaking more from a you get on eBay and this is what they're selling at standpoint. Like, even so, those Marvel Legends figures, most of those you can pick up for about 15, 20 bucks. Right. And then you turn around and sell them in two years for 100, but you're. you're... Or, it, well, or you might double your money or get an extra five yeah. bucks. That's not really a sound investment. No, but that's the thing. Like we were talking about, you're not buying those. Right. I for spent investments $20 on a role playing game, and on Amazon it's selling for 10000 I. So. If, I... if I could find this copy of this role playing game. A lot of the problems you and I have talked about would go away real fucking quick. Wouldn't they, though? Real fucking quick. Oh, no, no, no. I don't need the game. <laughs> right. No. Uh, the, so how that came to be was I was doing some research, and I was like, God, Little Fears. I, uh, Little Fears is a weird role. Fuck it. Let's talk about this. Shoot. Little Fears is a weird, weird, weird role-playing game. It was very dark and gritty, but you played kids. Like, you're playing kids. There was a – everything was real. All the nightmares, the boogeyman, the monsters under the bed in the closet – they were real, and you would go to Closet Land and you would fight the fucking monsters, right? The boogeyman, the kings of the kings of the kings and queens of Nightmare Land. All of that was real, and as you grew older, you lost innocence. Losing innocence meant you forgot you forgot how to make believe. Where the game got really dark in first edition was that wasn't all the game was about. They brought in they brought in a lot of dark shit, child molestation, kidnapping, child oh my murder. God. The first part of the book was statistics on how many kids were being abducted. It was a dark game. That's it, scary. In high school, I bought this game when I was in high school and I read it and I was like, fuck, it was dark and deep. That was first edition. Second edition, they took all of that away. Took all the dark shit away and made it more of a fantasy game. Your kids, fantasy, yay, lighthearted fantasy type shit. That's, so once, I, I was doing some research on that, I didn't know they did a second edition of the game. And I was like, fuck, I have this game downstairs somewhere. And I hopped on Amazon. I was like, fuck it, I'll buy another copy. Fuck, let's do it. How much is it going? Ten, no, I'm not paying 10000 for it, but I'm going to go dig up my copy. That's that's what I'm working on now is digging up my copy of that fucking game. You're like, I will photocopy I will, it? No, I downloaded it. the PDF. There you go. Like so. right then and there. Um, but it is a it is a depressing. Disturbing game. But it's fantastic at the same time. That's fair. It is an amazing game with that... It's thought-provoking. Well, it's thought-provoking, yeah. and in the sense of, at the time this game came out, you know, we had World of Darkness. We had these deep, involving role-playing games, and they said, hey, let's go back to being a child. Guess what? It's not all puppies and rainbows. That's obscene. Like, it, that's crazy. It is crazy. It's insane. And at the end, at the last page of the book was a bunch of phone numbers. You know, child missing, da 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 all that, all that information on how to help missing children or all that good stuff. Um, but it was a dark and tough read. I never played the game. I couldn't bring myself. To I couldn't do it. do it. Well, I was I was just graduated high school at that time, but I it was too deep. It was a very. If you're going for an escape, that's a fucking creepy escape. It is, uh, and that's why I don't think the first game sold very well. 
the first edition sold very well. But the storyline, the idea behind that game was amazing. That's intense. And like they, they had a rule like as you played your children, you know, as you aged, because leveling up was not levels, it was age, um, you would start losing innocence and things would start getting creepy. So that's where the nightmare, the, 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 the tone would be the nightmare, the, the boogeyman, all that would, would slowly transform into real world horrors. That's where the molestation, oh, that's wow. where the kidnapping would come from. So you go from the boogeyman in the imagination land to real world shit as a character. And it was deep and awesome and I wish I wish I could find a group that to play that, but I don't think I want to delve into that part. Like that's that a would very be hard. But I think it'd be worth it. You would I think that's one of those things that while you're playing that, you would be tearing yourself apart. Yeah. Like, and and I, I don't mean that as a Oh, I'm th- no. You would be like psychologically. I think you would be breaking yourself down in a very profound way, which is probably why <laughs> they did I mean, the second edition the way they yeah, did. Yeah, the second edition's more of a more of a Stranger Things ET type Campy game. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas that first edition is fuck me running, like <laughs> like that game. No. That game. Uh, that fuck me running. That game was deep. That that's scary. No, but it was good. Like, that's. I'm not saying it was good because because of the the subject matter. I'm saying it was good because it tackled that subject matter, and it proved that role playing games can be something more than just I'm a hero. And up until then, even World of Darkness, it was I'm a monster, but how do I maintain my humanity? That idea of getting deep into the psyche of an individual. We've all been kids. Not all of us have been werewolves and vampires. Not all of us have been wizards. We have been kids. We've all been... That is a scientific fact. At one point in our lives, we were all children. Well, what... I think that's what makes the game so interesting. What baggage do you carry because of that? Exactly. No, that's that's pretty incredible. That was 2001, 2002? Uh, 99, 2000, yeah. That's, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Yeah, like was, I'm, I'm not gonna say that that's it's fucked up. It's fucking impressive. When it, it was a small release of a game, I picked it up when um, when Games and Crafts closed as one of the bargain bin items. It was like twenty bucks. Um, and you got that? I, I got to find. Yeah, I, it's 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 locked away in a box somewhere in the basement. I uh, so I was at my mom's. Speaking speaking of things that end up being worth money, um, if you play paintball, they have these Winchester hoppers. And Winchester, the gun company, made hoppers for paintball guns for a little bit. And there were these little 50-round hoppers. They were three, four bucks. Dirt cheap. Okay? Nobody really used them. They weren't that great. So production run ended relatively quickly. Well, then people start playing pump paintball. You want a 50-round hopper for that. And you want one that's basically shaped like this. You don't get jams. You don't get all... Like, it's ideal. Um, So I picked up two of these for $8, seven, eight years ago didn't think anything of it i was like great i'll end up using these uh i get on ebay the other day they're 50 bucks a pop yeah i'm like bye well it's one of those things is you never well i guess what we're trying to say is don't buy shit because you think it's gonna be worth more. no buy it because you like it right i so i went on a i went on a quest the other day um rev yeah you you, you, you know rev uh him and i one thursday night we were talking about books we read i hate lord of the rings as a book okay Lord of the Rings as a book destroyed fantasy literature for me for a very long time in my life. Because when I was growing up, everyone said you needed to read Lord of the Rings. It's the best fantasy book ever written. And you read it, and it sucks. It is a horribly written book. It's very dry. I was going to say it's a very dry book. It's a very dry, horribly written book because he's not... Tolkien did not want to tell a story. He wanted to build a world. Okay? Tolkien was a genius. He was, but he wanted to build a world. He really didn't care about the ring. He didn't care about the characters. He cared about the world. And it shows. Oh, as you get older, that's something that you can actually appreciate was the story was secondary to the world building. When you're 11, 12, 13... You're like, what the fuck, fuck, fuck is going on? Yeah, no, that, you want to read Harry Potter instead. Um, well, fuck Harry Potter. Uh, we'll go down that road in a minute. So I never read fantasy growing up. Uh, it was not, I read sci-fi. I read a lot of that. But I never really read fantasy. There was a... I got older and someone said, I need to read Dragonlance Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." Read it, loved it, and that's how that's where that though that's the trilogy that's like, all right, fantasy is a viable Fantasy's fucking good. thing because it's well written. It's okay, it's okay written, but it's about the characters. 
Well, Rev and I were talking about that, and we were reminiscing, and I realized that I hadn't fucking read the book in about seven years, or the, the original Chronicles. I went on, when I called you, Thursday, I was like, I'm going on an adventure. I went to four different fucking bookstores. Couldn't find it? I found it. Oh, did you? But I had to go to four to find all three. Wow. It took all day, but it was worth it. So now I'm reading Dragons of Autumn Twilight, the first one of the Chronicles. That's awesome. It's a good book. Have you read it? No. You should. Let me borrow it when you're done. When I'm done, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. Like, I'll read it. I'm looking for some stuff to read right now. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, the reason I said is, 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 so I get on these, uh, I was going, I get on these, uh, these missions, like, is what Courtney calls them. And it's like, I got to have this. It's obsession. Yeah. No, it's. I, I, I'm the same way. And nothing will stop me from, I, I will go place to place. No, to it's place. all you think about. And here's the thing. I could have bought it on Amazon. I spent $24 for the three books. Not gratifying. Amazon had them for 20 bucks, free shipping. So I, I would have saved $4. Not gratifying. But I wouldn't have had it that day. Yeah, not grab. I would have had to wait. And that was the issue. So I get on these missions, and I will go and go and go and go and go. And that was Thursday, four different bookstores. That's awesome. Last time I did that, looking on a mission, was I was looking for a fucking movie. Which one? I don't fuck, see this problem. I don't remember because it doesn't fuck, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't anymore. matter. It doesn't matter. It was just at that time. It was at it was that time, all that mattered. I needed that movie. No, um, that that is a collector problem to the nth fucking degree. Oh, I, dude! When when I get when I get fixated on something, that's it. It's the worst thing ever because you're like, hmm. oh, I, dude! Most recently, it was fishing for me. Uh, it still should be fishing for you. I'm not saying that it's not. No, we still need to go fishing. We do uh, Thursday. Yeah, no, we need to do our special fishing. Trip. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um. So where we touch butts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Butt on butt. All butt day. On, B on B. B on B at the B and B. Booty hole to booty hole. Whoa! We made the same joke at the same time. So. <laughs> uh, no, so with fishing, it was all right. Well, I just want I want one rod that I can use for everything. Yeah, that doesn't that's work. Bullshit. Yeah, that doesn't that's work. That's fucking bullshit. So then you're like, well, I want to make a catfish rig. So you make a catfish rig. I'm like, I can make a catfish slash carp rod. That's viable. That's a viable option. So I'm looking at the things that I need to get for that. I start. And I'm like, well, I actually need a bass rig now because right. I'm always fishing for bass. Right. Well, if you notice, like if you notice with me, I have two poles that I always take out when we go fishing. Yeah. There's my bass pole and my whatever the fuck bites pole. Yep. Because I can catch catfish, carp, bluegill, whatever on the whatever fuck bites pole because I just throw it out there. I'll take it. We, That's I, your I'll take it I'll pole. take it. Yeah. Fuck. We caught a fucking turtle off that pole. We thought it was something nice. I told you about Christopher's turtle. Yeah. Answer. I told you the turtle's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. That, that fucker fought. Well, the thing is, like, when it comes to that, like, going on those missions, the, 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 the obsession, the, the collector's thing is... Um, you want your collection to be complete. And you, we now live. The problem is, we live in an age now where I can just hop on my phone, order it, and get it here. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the it same. It doesn't. It doesn't. I okay. So one of the things that I bought was I bought a bass rod. Still waiting for a reel on it. Okay, I, the reel haven't been able to find yet. I'm like, no reel is going on this fucking rod until I find the one that I want for it. I'm not ordering it online. I'll go to the stores, and when one of them has it. It'll go on there. Until then, nothing. Fucking nothing. Why? Because it has to be my way. It has to be that day. It's going on there. Yeah. See, for me, there's there's a cookie out there. Which one? Miss Allison's Jelly Top Cookies. They don't make them anymore. It's a dead cookie. In my heart of hearts, they're somewhere... And they, you would get these at the dollar store. So these were cheap cookies. They were like little shortbread round cookies with a fucking jelly right in the middle. Right, and it was the nastiest teeth sticking jelly that you could fucking get. Because it was at the dollar store. Right, but in my heart of hearts, somewhere I know, someone is making this fucking cookie. Uh, people buy me the Knotts cookies. People buy me, all, and they're not the same. Fuck that shit. So every time we go to a dollar store in a different town, like me and Cordy go to the country or You're whatever, for them? I'm I'm gotta gotta, gotta go because someone's got to make them somewhere. I'm finding these goddamn cookies. Yeah, and that's that's that right there. That's the mission of my lifetime. Now I've hopped online and looked. They're out there. They're out there. And if I'm ever in New York, I'm getting some. God damn it. We need to just make a trip to New York. We do. Fuck. Complete it'll just my be, life. It'll be a fucking cookie trip. What do you guys go to New York for? Uh, dollar store cookie. I went to New York for a fucking film school interview. I think Slept a, in my car. I think a dollar store cookie is a much better story. I do too. I do too. I do too. 
Oh, you guys went there to go to a dollar store. Yeah. Yeah, to get cookies. You know how much the fucking New York dollar store cookies cost? Buck fifty. Fucking rip off. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Let's fucking do it. I think that's <laughs> like that would be an adventure. Yeah, like 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 people think fucking Frodo taking the ring to Mount Doom is epic and life changing. No, god damn it. Going for fucking cookies. Going to the mysterious land of New, of New York. York. For cookies that we don't understand, we don't understand don't that fuck place. New York, I don't get it. I don't yeah, get it. I we, barely not, get St. Louis. Yeah, we're not from <laughs> there. Ooh, we're from the biggest small town in the world. I barely get it. Yeah, we yeah. can't get it. No, fuck St. Um, Louis. That place, dude, mm. we'd be we'd be lost. Would we? We just find a dollar store, and we and we turn around on the outskirts of the like, city. The problem is, I would buy one package, eat it. I would eat one cookie, realize how shitty it is, and be like, all right, I'm good. No, you wouldn't. You would pound a package of them. Yeah. You would have another one in the car. You'd be eating it before we got out of the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, no, shit. Before we got out of the store. And then we would be in the car, and I think you'd probably buy about 20 of them. You think? Yeah, I do. I think that would be a $20 endeavor. Okay. okay. Hear me out. Hear me All out. Right. You'd right. spend your 20 bucks. Yeah. Maybe 25 Yeah. And we'd be driving back, and you would eat half of them. Uh-huh. Half of them. Okay. You would save the other half, and you'd be like, these are for a rainy day. Because Roger does odd things like this. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of odd things, so last night we're pl- I'm playing PUBG with my brother and my friend Bob and Jake, whatever, and they're like, all right, we're hopping off because Bob's, Bob's wife made a cake, and it's 11 o'clock. I'm like, fuck, I want cake. And my brother, being an asshole, he's like, oh, shit, I got a cupcake I got to eat. I'm like, oh, I really want cake. I'm like, Jake, do you got cake? He's like, no, I don't have no cake. I'm like, cool, at least you don't have cake. Well, the fucker goes, hey, I got pie. Done. So, so I'm like, motherfucker. I'm on my way. No, here's the worst part. So Jake lives in Kansas City. Bob lives in Champaign. Tony lives in Chicago. All right? All fucking four-hour drives, four to eight-hour drives. Yeah. These assholes start sending pictures of the cake and cupcake and pies that they're devouring. It's now one in the morning. I want fucking cake. I find myself at 1.30 in the morning at Shop and Save Damn right looking at cake. You know what? Do you know what I ended up buying? Yellow cake chocolate icing. No, because I didn't have any yellow cake chocolate what icing. What the fuck? Here's here's how here's how bad it got. I bought golden cupcakes, which are yellow cake chocolate icing cupcakes from Hostess. Just not good. They're okay. I it's like It's not them. as good. You rip the frosting off and I'm fucking happy. Because the frosting's shitty. It's bad. Chocolate peanut butter Twinkies. Oh, God. Chocolate peanut butter, which are not so... as good as the chocolate peanut butter ding-dongs. You know... What the that fucking chocolate deep fried Twinkie is still one of the greatest joys that I've ever experienced. I got home. I got home at two in the morning from my endeavor. It's like here's me standing in line. Picture this: my fat ass standing in line at, at shop with a and couple save of boxes of hosts with a fucking box of golden cupcakes and a box of Twinkies. That is it. Yeah, that is all I have. And the poor and like I'm in line. Like for some reason at two in the morning on a fucking Saturday, Sunday morning, that fucking place was busy as shit. I'm in line for 20 goddamn minutes holding these two boxes while people are buying groceries. And the poor cashier looked at me and she's like, is this all? I'm like, yeah. It's fucking, I wanted cake. I need this I now. need cake. I made it halfway to my car before I had a chocolate peanut butter drinking. Damn right. Damn. I took a picture. Right. I sent it to those assholes. You're like, fuck I was you. like, fuck you, I got my cake. That's You have to. You have to. Normally, normally, I, I have gotten very good about saying, oh, I want cake. Fuck it, I'm going to bed. Those fuckers sent pictures. They upped the ante. They sent pictures of their cake and pie. This is what bliss looks like, Roger. Yeah. I will experience that. the worst that. part is, it wasn't good-looking cake or pie. It wasn't like, uh, it was the fact that they teased me enough with pictures of cake and pie knowing I didn't have any. Fuck them. You ever... You ever have that moment in your house? Like, you know, we all say this where there's literally nothing to eat in your house. You're like, oh my God, there's nothing to eat. I've got a can of beans that I but can't eat. But you open eat. up, you, you yeah. open up, and there's like green beans, corn, fucking everything. Uh, last week, I went to open the pantry, and there was nothing in the pantry. Nice. There was nothing but one can of green beans. And you I was, eat it? no, I didn't eat it, but I was so sad. So I go back to, to play video games, and I'm pissed. I'm like, there's nothing to eat. And they're like, oh, there's something. I'm like, yeah, a can of green beans. And then I remembered, in the freezer was one bag of tater tots. Do you know how good freezer burnt shitty tater tots are when you realize that's the only thing you have to eat other than a can of green beans? How good? Fucking amazing. 
we fuck. I didn't even have ketchup to put on them, but I had my goddamn tater tots. The other night, uh, little cayenne pepper. The wife and I were hanging out, and we found these mini tacos at Walmart. Yeah. That to die for, and yeah. we found these about a month ago, right before we moved, and fell in love with them. So El Magua, El Magua, whatever the fuck Magua, they're called. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we go, and she's like. Can we do mini tacos tonight? And I was like, you're damn right. Not damn right. So we did mini tacos, frozen pizza. It was a bunch of frozen shit. Yeah. Yeah, we that's ate how that. you do it. We ate that. And then at like 1.30 in the morning, she's like, babe, I'm hungry. And I'm like, yeah? You need some of these mini tacos? Fucking right. And there's nothing else in the house at this point. Okay? Oh, mini because tacos. We, Fuck it. Who cares? You didn't need anything no, else. It was tacos. like gold was like coming out of the fucking freezer. Fucking mini tacos and a little bit of sour cream. You're and that's golden. what we had. You're fucking We golden. had just enough sour cream for this particular or, endeavor. Or, if, if you're a real oh, man, also. if you're a real man, you deep fry the mini tacos with ranch dressing. So, what you run into with deep frying the mini tacos no. is they're not always sealed, so you'll lose you're a bunch good. of the shit. You're good. I'll deep fry anything. You know we this. We know this. You know this. I um, fucking, I love them deep fryers. Yeah, deep fried mini tacos, though. Those are the way. So, real quick. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta. We, we gotta, gotta wrap it up here. Fuck that. Um, Jack in the Box tacos might be the, the, the best thing in the world when they're made properly. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will say this. I have found the new love. What's that? The Hot Shots tacos. They're all right. They're so much better than Jack in the Box I don't tacos. Like them. Well, you're fucking wrong. You can say that. I did. And I'll I say like, it again. So I like the Jack and the Crack ones Chris, better. Chris, get your shit together. Like them better. The Hot Shots ones are so-so. No, the Hot Shots ones are way better. They're not. Oh, 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 oh. Listeners, here's your call to action for this week. Hot, uh, you have to be in St. Louis, well, by the way, because that's where Hot Shots is. That's Hot Shots around the country. Not, not many. Not very places. That's a, that's a St. Louis If you're fortunate chain. enough to have a Hot Shots near you, which tacos are better, Jack in a Box or Hot Shots? And if you need comparison, I will meet you at the Hot Shots... And have tacos any day of the week. You just let me know. Hit a brother up. I will eat some tacos. All right, guys. What I want you to do is go to entertainmentgeeky.com. There you can find all of our social media and all that fun stuff. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, Like Roger said, let us know what's up with this taco debate. And uh, as always. Oh, hold on. What? Also, guys, uh, let's continue that conversation we had earlier on. Would Wolverine beat Superman? If so, why? Good one. Uh, no, why yeah. not? And I will tell you why you're wrong. Wolves v. Superman. As always, stay geeky. Watsy, get your shit together.